0: Hello, and yes, we're back now for episode nine of the Short Term Rentals podcast. My name is Paul Stevens, news editor of Short Term Rentals, and today I'm joined by a very special guest, David Krauss, who is the founder and CEO of Short Term Rental advocacy organization Rent Responsibly, and was the co-founder of noise monitoring company Noise Aware. Hi, David. How are you doing? I'm fantastic. It's Friday. I think we're all glad about that. And um, where are you calling in from today? I am on Cape Cod,
1: it's June, and June in Cape Cod is a wonderful place to be.
0: Excellent. Um, So today, um, we've already mentioned this, but uh, we're going to be discussing the publication of Rent Responsibly's upcoming COVID-19 impact report. Uh, the main takeaways and trends that we're going to be taking from it uh, that will form uh, part of this new normal that we're seeing materialize um, and also your work with uh, other other advocacy figureheads in creating a playbook to encourage governments uh, to, to enforce fairer short-term rental regulations. So David, my first question is um, how have you been affected personally by this lockdown period, and why would you say your role um, at Rent Responsibly is even more important now to be uh, advocating this sort of collaboration within the short term rental industry?
1: Great question, and thank you for having me on, Paul. Um, much appreciated. So, as I mentioned, I'm on Cape Cod. Uh, at the beginning of this year, I did not expect to be living with my parents uh, yet again at 36 years old, but I I'm actually quite delighted to spend uh, the time I am with my parents. I'm at their house uh, out here. So the disruption of, of COVID and the pandemic, you know, it, it is present in virtually every area of my life. And I'm sure many, anybody who's listening to this can't, can't say that they're on the same path that they thought they'd be on at this moment in time, you know, prior to March. And uh, with that, you know, the work that we're doing at Rent Responsibly is dramatically more important, and I thought I always thought it was important, but now uh, with the impacts of COVID-19 uh, on our industry, the short-term and vacation rental industry, I think as an industry we're realizing that our collective voice needs to be uh, stronger, louder, more uh, on message, more cohesive, and then um, on the same by the same token, if we look at ourselves in the mirror. I think we rec- we're recognizing we need to step up in a couple areas, um, and not just in advocacy, which is kind of a broad term, but a lot of the different things that we're doing at Rent Responsibly uh, are, are becoming increasingly important as we think about reopening markets or uh, fair and reasonable regulation is, is kind of a downstream effect of, of not having a cohesive voice. So these things have really come out into the open. And our COVID nineteen impact survey uh, has also highlighted a lot of these elements as well.
0: Of course, and um, you know, by extension, then what would what was your thinking originally um, behind the launch of this COVID nineteen impact report, and what did you want to find out from it?
1: Great question. We didn't expect to do COVID. We didn't expect to do any sort of survey like this. Um, but what happened was. You know, as soon as March 11th, that's when I consider the pandemic hitting hitting my world because they canceled the NBA basketball season that day, and when that happened, I knew, oh man, like this is this is different. Um, but everything after that was was uh, you know fire hose of, of issues and drama basically um, that that we were all dealing with and trying to to figure out. So in that maelstrom and in that uh, kind of wild late March period, uh, one thing that we realized that Rent Responsibly is we were hearing that everybody's calendar was completely cleared out, right? The cancellations, 80, 90%. um, The the different platforms, cancellation policies, obviously, uh, were, were being dealt with at that moment as well. Well, guess what? We're the short term rental industry and we don't sit around and and wait for the world around us to, to solve our problems. We're entrepreneurs, we're problem solvers, we're innovators. So what we saw on a anecdotal basis were that our short term rental friends and colleagues were welcoming in where the demand welcoming in travelers Uh, that were stranded, welcoming students that were uh, pushed off campus, welcoming in nurses, doctors, first responders into these furnished rentals for longer periods of time, almost immediately. I mean, on a dime. And that was something that just opened our eyes. And as Rent Responsibly, we had a series of, of, you'd appreciate this, Paul, in the media. We we wanted to tell the stories of individuals in our space and we called it our Humans of Short-Term Rentals series. Immediately, my uh, partner, Alexa at Rent Responsibly, realized that we're hearing all these people helping in the pandemic moment. So we created a a sub-series called Find the Helpers, you know, hashtag Find the Helpers. And so we were interviewing these, um, these people who were helping. I mean, these were folks that were keeping their cleaners on payroll despite the fact that there was nothing to clean because they knew that their cleaners were desperate. Or they were asking owners to open up their homes to first responders. And there was this dramatic, I mean, some of the results, 50% of the people we, we surveyed, took in somebody who was either an essential worker or a COVID uh, impacted traveler. And that sort of dramatic, um, you know, almost avalanche of anecdotes said to us, we need to get data around how many people are doing this, how many people are hurting, how they're hurting and what help they need. And that was the impetus to team up with the Vacation Rental Management Association uh, and our friends at AirDNA to get this information in broad-based data form. So this was a U.S. survey. We wanted to get 400 people to take the survey, and we ended up with over 1,400 responses, which just says that folks wanted to uh, tell their story and also get more involved. I mean, I think taking a survey is a form of advocacy because you're getting your voice heard in, a, in an aggregated way, and, and this report really, really tells our story for us.
0: Mm. Um, and then what were your main takeaways from the report and what sort of trends um, are you seeing that will form part of this new normal um, that we're seeing gradually start to materialise for the sector? I, I find it particularly interesting that you mentioned about the industry being based around entrepreneurs. So could you expand a little bit on that? Of
1: course. And Paul, I mean, you know, so many of the same people I do in this space. These folks are, you know, they're hardworking, diligent, community-oriented entrepreneurs. And that is not, you know, those those uh, superlatives or those adjectives are not every industry. I've been in commercial real estate. I've been in other industries prior and I just realized that if you're drawn to the short term or vacation rental industry, you usually love people. You usually wanna be a part of other people's incredible, you know, experience, uh, vacation or travel experiences. You have to be willing to do the hard work. I mean, it's not easy. And, uh, and and this survey is so reflective of that in the COVID, through the COVID-19 lens. So let me give you a couple statistics uh, here. So 89% of the folks that responded to our survey own five or fewer properties, 89%. So that means when a, a rule, a regulation, or anything that impacts our community, nearly 90% of people are your small business, You know, own one property, own a retirement home, own a vacation home. Or manage a few properties. That's that's crazy. I mean, this is a small business, mom and pop industry, and that was that's one reason advocacy and, and uniting our voices is, is difficult. But that's why we're doing it. Um, secondly, we're one of the questions we wanted to answer was how much are people hurting? Right? It's a it's easy to say you know so and so can't make their mortgage, but let's put some data on that. Eighty-eight percent, again, nearly ninety percent, but eighty-eight percent of our respondents said that they're either somewhat or very dependent on their short-term or vacation rental revenue. So you virtually have everybody (laughs) reliant in some fashion on on this uh, revenue. And, of course, we understand that it was gone because of COVID, but bringing it back is all the more important then 85% had already reduced either their own salary, had to lay off people, move people from full-time to part-time. So this immediate um, employment impact, and that's all the way down to the cleaners. So we know that when the industry comes back and when folks start to be able to rent again, that there's a lot of jobs coming back. And this this last statistic is the one that I I really embrace because it shows the durability of our community. And that's that 55% Of the businesses in the short-term rental space temporarily closed but only two percent permanently closed and that's despite not receiving much in the way of government uh, PPP loans and other idle loans and other loans like that so we had a community that said we're gonna stick this out we're gonna support those that rely on us we're gonna do everything we can to support the frontline workers and the distra- uh, distressed and stranded travelers and, and folks that were, you know, had this, needed to socially isolate from grandma and those type of stories. But only 2% closed up shop. So we have a very, very resilient community and a very, very resilient industry, one that should be embraced, I think, by the larger world around it. And
0: uh, that's, that's the story I want everybody to know. Fantastic, um, and I mean, I want to talk a bit more about your work that we saw in January, um, when you teamed up with other short-term rental advocacy figureheads um, to create this new playbook to encourage governments to enforce these fairer regulations that we're talking about. how is uh, that going so far? Um, and then, what on top of that, what have you made of the uh, the regulations we've seen enforced um, in states such as Florida? Um, where we've seen vacation rentals temporarily prohibited, but some other hospitality establishments have been left open.
1: Yeah, great question. I think you're referring to um, the playbook that uh, Matt Landau, who, who many folks know, and a number of other, I think there was about 20 of us, got in a room and just had one of the first opportunities for a couple hours to really discuss what works and what doesn't in the way of proactive and organized advocacy. So advocacy, I'll I'll probably go say this till I'm blue in the face, but advocacy is just a crappy term because it sounds boring. And I think what I believe is that there's virtually nothing about the short terminal community that's boring. The problem is, we as a community are uh, very distributed, we're full of small businesses, very uh, highly uh, overburdened staff all across the board. I mean, anybody who's managed a short-term rental knows there's not a lot of free time. And so we ask that same community to get involved into Um, You know, bring their voices to the table whenever there's rules and regulations that are are being discussed. And that's very difficult. Um, the, The idea that this group got together and really said was, let's try to build a cohesive playbook that anybody can use and understand what are the most effective ways of getting our voices out. And you know, on, this was the end of uh, 2019 and, and right around the time that Rent Responsibly was established um, as a, a third-party independent advocacy organization purely uh, there to uh, build a sustainable future with the short-term rental community for the short-term rental community. And so this playbook and, and a number of other actions and activities like it are really the building blocks of what we hope will be the quote, new narrative, the new narrative, the new and next uh, chapter of our community is one where we're strong, we're cohesive, we don't rely on people who don't have the time or money to advocate for themselves. We do it professionally in a relatively centralized way with local direction. So making things 90% easier is our mission at Rent Responsibly. And so we're taking things like this playbook and putting them into use, connecting with local leaders and really helping people advance their own cause in their local community. So on that note, Paul, I just wanna pinpoint one thing. We don't go to cities and say, hey, you need to change your rules. That's just not what anybody wants any outside organization really to do. Our goal is to empower local folks to in a low um, cost of starting up and a low cost of maintaining both financially and in time have a a durable uh, advocacy voice where they can meet their own elected officials and meet the folks that are making the rules for them and engage in a positive and partnership-like way to ensure that they have a sustainable future in their community and frankly that others understand what we're about what we do the economic benefits the personal benefits, the community benefits, the small business benefits. These are things that are in every community. It's really just telling our story and enabling other folks to tell it for themselves.
0: So, David, where can people collect this, um, get this report from? Great. Yeah, you can go to
1: rentresponsibly.org and we have the survey and the report ready for you. It's a free download. Um, we encourage you to to check it out and also share it with your local elected and uh, elected officials and staff. I think they'd be very interested to learn about our community. I think it will help us all, the more people that see it.
0: Excellent. Well, thank you very much for talking to me today, David, and for being the latest guest on the podcast. My pleasure. Uh, And uh, just a reminder that you can follow all of the latest news, features, and opinions from the global short-term rental industry, on shorttermrentals.com, where you can also sign up to our weekly newsletters, which come out every Monday and Thursday. We've got lots more planned for the next few weeks, so please do join us. In the meantime, thank you for listening, and we'll see you next time.